0: Welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for small business owners. MTFW is a production of Roundpeg, where we help small businesses become big businesses. This is Lorraine Ball and and Allison Carter, and today we're going to talk about ego. Ooh, interesting. Let's let's face it, um, all of us live in this world, and there are days that we think it is our world and welcome to it. You mean that's not true? I know. I've let you believe that on many occasions. Oh, yes. That is exactly how this has
1: always worked. But ego is actually can be a great thing in business. I would actually argue a necessary thing for all entrepreneurs.
0: I think that when you think about ego as confidence, Mm -hmm. I think you're absolutely right. It is really important. If you're going to do this on your own, if you're going to head out to places you've never been before, there has to be a certain level of confidence that feeds you as you make that journey. Right. Just the step of, of starting a business means that you have, some,
1: you have a level of faith in yourself that you can create something, think in a certain way, provide a service, provide a good that no one else can do just like you do. And in that regard, a healthy level of ego is necessary or else
0: you'll never believe that you have the capability of earning a living with your own shingle. And when you go into a sales conversation, and we've all been there, if you, if you don't believe, if you undervalue what you bring to the table, if you think you're scamming and that you really um, are you know, a little kid being invited to the big kid's table. That comes through in the sales process. Well, assuming you have some kind of conscience. There are certainly plenty of snake oil
1: salesmen who seem to have squelched that little urge. But for most people, they genuinely want to do a good job for people. And they're not going, Most again, most good, decent human beings are not going to take on a job they in good conscience don't feel they can do adequately. So again, sometimes you're capable of much more than you believe that you are capable of. And so if you don't have enough confidence to get over that hump,
0: you might stay small forever. Absolutely. But there is the other side of ego. And this, I think, is the trap Mm -hmm. small business owners fall into. This idea that I know my business and I know my industry and I, I, I need to be in control and direct my marketing and my messaging. Absolutely. It even goes back to a more basic level than that.
1: Entrepreneurs get into whatever business they're in because they are passionate about it. They love what they do, whether that is the woman who loves clothes, opening up a a designer boutique, or the gourmand who opens his own restaurant, even though he's not really a chef. People do it because they love it and are passionate about it. But what makes a great entrepreneur is not someone who loves food or who loves clothes. It's someone who loves feeding people or someone who loves helping people find the clothes that flatter their body type or whatever that is. It's not the love of the object. It's the love of the verb, of the doing.
0: And I think in both of those instances, you need to be able to step back and accept the fact that you may love you may absolutely love cars, you may you may love helping helping people buy cars, you may love sharing your knowledge about cars or about clothes or about food or optometry, whatever it is. But you may not be necessarily number 1 the best person to sell this to, to, to tell that story. And number 2, you are not your customer.
1: In most cases, you are not your customer. And what that really means is your preferences are not necessarily the preferences of your customer. And we see this all the
0: time, and it starts very early in the branding process. When I was at Bryant Heating & Cooling, and we were a division of carrier, and we did a lot of research to divide our target customers into groups. And there was a carrier customer and a Bryant customer and based on the research we had very different messaging Mm -hmm. and I ran into some serious brick walls because every executive at Carrier profiled in the Carrier segment. Mm -hmm. None of them were blue collar, working class, middle American kind of people. They didn't get our marketing it took a lot of work to convince them that that was okay. Yeah. They weren't
1: our customer. Well, the thing to keep in mind is just because, just because you aren't your target customer doesn't mean you can't market something effectively. I mean, let's face it. Statistically, most tampon ads are written by men, right? Most people in advertising are men. Pretty much 100% of people who buy tampons are women, and yet these still manage to be effective. So it's not... It's not a deal breaker. That's okay.
0: The trick is separating your ego from the equation. Absolutely. Stepping back and going, okay, I love this. I watch the Golf Channel at nauseum, but wow, maybe my customers watch NASCAR. We see this a lot also with logo design. And, and that's where you yeah. were going with that. Um, colors and fonts.
1: Or even a particular symbol. Um, we had one customer who was who loved this compass road. No, was it an astrolabe?
0: Was it was. It? The, the client um, actually was enamored with the device that ancient sailors would use to navigate by the stars. Mm-hmm. And he thought this, and I can't remember the name of what it's called, but he thought this was the pinnacle of... Direction, Mm -hmm. that it it clearly presented um, this image of direction. And the other thing is that he loved the whole Tommy Hill figure, nautical colors. This client was based in Indiana,
1: right? Where there's no water. And most of his clients were probably not ancient Phoenician
0: sailors, is that right? They weren't even um, 16th century
1: English (laughs) sailors. So the bottom line was he had imbued this. The serious, deep meaning onto an object that had great meaning for him, which is great. Stick it on your office wall, you know? Have it in a place where you can see it and you can derive meaning from it, but don't assume that your customers know it. And the same thing with colors. We see a lot of people who say, oh, I just don't like green, but they own a landscaping company,
0: and they probably should be green. Rampeg is a great example. Mm. When I started the company, um, when I was getting ready to start the company, and I worked with a uh, graphic designer, who knew me well enough to tell me to shut up. (laughs) Um, I came to him with a color palette and it was, it was a lovely color palette. It was um, these very subtle smoky grays and light mauves and kind of that that blue-gray and it was a beautiful, beautiful color palette and he looked at it and he said, go paint your living room. Mm -hmm. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, your brand, and he was dead on. Is about fun and energy. Even 11 years ago, when I was still sitting in a corporate office, he said, There is no fun in these colors. Mm-hmm. There is nothing innovative or quirky. Um, and he actually went a little too far the other way with the didn't first he know, I know
1: there was purple and lime
0: green. Yes, and those colors made it into our palette. There's there's no purple and lime green in our palette. Original palette. Oh, okay. I was like, those those are not our colors. But um, and, and David was actually right, and I was actually wrong. That green that he picked has become what is today sort of that industry standard. They, you know, that the internet colors, the blue, the orange, and the green. Mm-hmm. That was the color that he picked for me 11 years ago. It was too edgy for me. Yeah, and, and so the compromise. I, I've seen
1: I've seen that logo, and it also it also skewed a little bit feminine. Which was the other issue because most of your customers were and to this day continue to be
0: men. Absolutely. And so um, all of those colors, as as I step back from them, I'm allowed to love those colors Mm -hmm. and use them in other places in my life. Yes, but they don't necessarily
1: belong in your logo, on your website, even on the walls of your store if you have a storefront or something like that. You know, you have a house, <laughs> decorate that in your taste, but
0: your, your space for your customer needs to be for your customer, not for you. And that is not easy. Mm-mm. It's not easy to separate and it's not easy to let go, but if you want to have branding and marketing that resonates, you've got to stop focusing on you. And and that comes to the services you offer as well. Some people think
1: that they know so much what their customer wants, they never stop and ask. It would be like a chef
0: who only serves beef on a menu because he doesn't like chicken. And so tell me that that's what the experience is. When I go to Lowry's or I go to St. Elmo's, Mm. I'm going for a beef experience. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to attract as wide an audience as a restaurant that offers a fish and a chicken and a beef. And look at how St. Elmo's
1: has spun off Harry and Izzy's because really St. Elmo's is the very old school rich leather, rich woods, dark smoky rooms, highball glasses kind of place where St. Elmo's is much lighter uh, it is much more uh, contemporary with still a classical feel, but it has salads, it has flatbreads in addition to the steak. So that was really their attempt to shift more to where the market has gone in recent years. Without deserting their core. Exactly. So that's always something to consider is if you should have a subsidiary or a sub-brand that hits
0: on one particular market. But again, and, and that's actually going to be something we'll probably revisit when we talk more about target markets. Mm-hmm. But here, as you're looking at kind of you-focused versus customer-focused, we talked a little bit about color. I also see it very often in messaging, Mm -hmm. in websites and in brochures, that kind of company-centered copy rather than customer-centered.
1: Yeah. One of the first things that I tell clients to look at when evaluating their web copy is look at how many times you say you and all associated words and how many times you say we and our Really, it should be saying you and your many, many more times than you should be saying we are.
0: And, and other phrases that sometimes you can substitute in there and things that you might want to say that your customers will relate to is you, your family, mm-hmm. families like yours. Yeah, like you, customers like you,
1: um, you know, you want the customer to be able to picture themselves buying whatever you're selling.
0: Real estate agents know this when they put a house on the market they actually tell homeowners if you want the house to to sell faster remove mm-hmm. some of the personal artifacts get the pictures
1: off the family pictures off the wall take away those you know beloved family things because it makes it harder for people to imagine themselves there paint those walls you love so much get them to that nice neutral realtor beige because then anybody can walk in and go I could live here and we're not suggesting that your business should be a blank canvas that is not what we're saying you definitely should have a point of view but that point of view probably in most cases I won't make a blanket statement because there are certainly brands that are built around specific people but that brand should not necessarily
0: conform to all of your likes and dislikes so getting started or refreshing your brand and your marketing Take some time and talk to your customers. Ask them not just what they think about their logo, but ask ask them about brands they like and Mm -hmm. colors they like and places they shop. Ask the people that you hope to do business with what helps them make that decision. And if it conflicts completely with what you want to do, you have two choices, change customers or
1: change businesses. Absolutely. Remember, you always have to love the customer more than you love doing what you do. Or else or else you've got a great hobby.
0: And it's going to be tough to be a business. Absolutely. If you've enjoyed today's conversation on ego and separating that from your business, you can read a blog post on the same topic and on related topics on our blog at roundpeg.biz.